Sanbeno, everyone, and welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. I am your host this week, Drew Scanlon. Uh, Danny O'Dwyer is having a child. Uh, congratulations to him and his wife for little Pastor Maldonado O'Dwyer. Can't wait to see the pictures on Twitter. Um, so please send him congratulations. Uh, by the way, that is not German at the top of the show, Sanbeno means hello in Mongolian, because that's where I am right now, the capital of Mongolia, Ulaanbaatar. So apologies for the uh, maybe erratic schedule that this is being posted on, and apologies for the, uh, the audio quality. I've got my trusty uh, lavalier microphone here. Um, but uh, yeah, going to try to try to whip up a German GP episode for y'all. Um, the German GP <laughs> lately has not always happened. Um, they have been alternating it between the Hockenheim ring and um, the Nürburgring in, in the past, you know, a uh, few decades or so. But uh, in the near past, I guess they've uh, ran out of funding for <laughs> each of the places. And uh, sometimes we just don't get a German GP. In fact, uh, one of the years that we didn't have a German GP, Danny and I actually uh, made our own German GP over on when I was at Giant Bomb. Uh, we, we raced in uh, the Formula One uh, video game, uh, a, full, a full race distance. So if you're a Giant Bomb Premium member, you can, <laughs> you can check that out. Uh, but yeah, Germany this year is back and at the Hockenheim Ring. The Hockenheim Ring, uh, of course, in Hockenheim, Germany, located in the southwest corner of the country, uh, is a 4.5 or 2.8 or 4.5 kilometer, 2.8 mile track. Um, that is uh, in the configuration it's currently in, which it has been in since 2002. Uh, it's got 17 turns, and Kimi Raikkonen of McLaren in 2004 holds the race lap record at 1 minute 13 seconds, 0. 0.780. Uh, we've been racing here in Formula One for quite some time since, looks like the first race was uh, 1970, but really uh, more, more frequently since 1977. Um, yeah, and then we, we started alternating in after 2007, and then in 2015 and 2017, there was no German Grand Prix. Um, in fact, the last time the Nürburgring hosted the Grand Prix, it was uh, 2013. So, um, yeah, Hockenheim's got 17 turns. It is a clockwise track, and it's got a, it's got a good mix of turns, I'd say. It's, um, it's, it's got some... Uh, some you know right angles. It's got uh, a hairpin. It's got some some straight parts. Um, not a lot of uh, of those long sweeping turns turns, except for one, the Parabolica, uh, which always reminds Danny of uh, I think a Tool song. Um, but that is uh, between it's technically turn five I think, and right before the hairpin. So that is a long, long, long. It's basically like you, what, what you would expect from a DRS straight, but uh, curved just a little bit. Like it's like the radius of a of a like a bow and arrow. <laughs> I've kind of got archery on the mind since <laughs> I'm in, I've been in Mongolia for over a week. Um, but yeah, the Parabolica is a DRS zone, um, as is the the zone between turns one and two. But we've actually yet again got uh, gotten a third DRS zone uh, this year for the Hockenheim Ring, and that is um, I believe uh, near the Pit Inn, which I think is between turns. Uh, 16 and 1, so it might be DRS, DRS, uh, turn, 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 DRS. So, um, yeah, a, uh, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, increase in lap times uh, this year. 
Weather could be pretty interesting. Looks like on uh, Saturday, qualifying day, we've got a 15% rising to 40% chance of rain over the course of qualifying. Uh, but the temperature, pretty, pretty nice, uh, 26 degrees Celsius or 79 Fahrenheit. Um, and wind looks like pretty, pretty low, four meters per second uh, for, for that on qualifying day and race day. Precipitation on race day, though, pretty low. Uh, and the temperature just slightly higher. So um, maybe get some rain in qualifying, but for the rest of the time, uh, pretty, pretty mild weather. Tires, we've got mediums, softs, and skipping the ultra softs, going right down to ultra softs. Uh, we've got tire stress at a three out of five. Lateral is also a three, so is asphalt grip and downforce, and asphalt abrasion is a two, so kind of a, kind of a, middling, a middling track on, uh, on tires, uh, which is maybe why they feel fine doing the, the ultra softs, but interesting, they, they just completely skip the, the supers. That's weird. Um, don't see that very often. Uh, 67 laps, uh, 306.5 kilometers total. Um, yeah, the, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't really, the German GP doesn't really stand out for me, um, maybe because <laughs> I, we've missed it for two of the times that I've been watching Formula One. Um, but, you know, We've got some interesting battles going on in the Drivers' Championship, so let's take a look at the points. Sebastian Vettel is on top in his Ferrari car with 171, Lewis Hamilton right behind with 163. A little further down is Kimi Raikkonen in third place with 116, Danny Rick in fourth place with 106, Valtteri Bottas in fifth place with 104, uh, and Max Verstappen in sixth with 93. Behind him, Nico Hulkenberg in seventh place with 42. Fernando Alonso's got 40. Kevin Magnussen's got 39. That's a tight race. Uh, in tenth place, Carlos Sainz has 28. Esteban Ocon with 25. Sergio Perez with 24. And uh, Pierre Gasly, a bit further down in 13th place, has 18. Uh, Charles Leclerc with 13. Roman Grosjean in 15th place with 12 points. Stoffel Van Doren's got eight, Lance Stroll has four, Marcus Erickson has three, Brendan Hartley with one, and Sergei Sorotkin bringing up the rear with zero points. Constructors, Ferrari out on top with 287, Ferrari's got 267, Red Bull in third place with 199. Uh, Renault's in fourth with 70, Haas, Gene Haas and team, with 51, Force India with 49, McLaren with 48, Scuderia Toro Rosso has 19, Sauber's got 16, and Williams has four. Let's take it to the news, shall we? Probably the most sensational story, I think, to come out of the, uh, the, <laughs> the racing world uh, was in Formula 2, this guy named uh, San Santino Ferrucci, who uh, listeners may recognize as uh, a Formula 2 racer who is under the, the Haas team banner. Um, he's part of their driver development program. Uh, he, <laughs> this, this is a good summary from gpfans.com. Uh, Ferrucci ran Trident teammate Arjun Maney, also a Haas Jr. driver, off the road at the Sunday sprint race at Silverstone earlier this month, the pair having collided in Saturday's feature race too. After the second race, Ferrucci bizarrely smashed into the right rear of his teammate's car. He boasted about the incident on Twitter after the race, but later claimed it had been an accident and deleted his post. Uh, it was not the end of Ferrucci's discretion that weekend, however. He was also fined after being caught driving from the support paddock to race pit lane, wearing just one glove and holding a mobile phone in his ungloved hand, and refused to attend any stewards meetings over the new numerous incidents. The American, yes, he is American, 
uh, was banned for four races and fined 66,000 euros. Uh, but the suspension may prove immaterial as he has been sacked by Trident, his team, uh, who also accused him of failing to keep up with payments to the team. Uh, I also saw a statement from Trident, who is uh, the F Formula 2 uh, team that he raced for, uh, saying that not only has he been a problem, but his father has been a problem too. So this is apparently the last straw uh, for, for Trident for him. Um, and uh, Gunther Steiner who, you know, the, the team principal for Haas F1, uh, has said, said in a statement, quote, Haas F1 team remains committed to gathering all of the facts and having in-person conversations with all the individuals involved in the situation. We are being diligent, but our priority is the last two races before the summer shutdown. Uh, we want to be have a better understanding of everything that took place. We aren't in a hurry because the German and Hungarian Grand Prix uh, Grands Prix are, quite frankly, more important. So they're basically saying, we'll handle this during the mid-season break, but I hope they drop him. That is, uh, that is, not, that is not stuff that I want to see, and it's not stuff that I want uh, kids to see, frankly, um, which is, you know, I, it's, it's funny because this exact same thing happened with, well, not the exact same thing, but Vettel hit Hamilton on purpose, which is pretty uncool, and I thought that was uncool then as well. Um, but you know, I, I don't, I don't think people can get away with this. And, uh, I, I admire the, the strong hand from, from Trident. So I, I hope Haas drops him. Um, in other news, uh, it looks like F1 is seeking a 20 year deal with Miami for a city, um, uh, street circuit Grand Prix. Um, IndyCar has raced in Miami in the past. Uh, although it looks like the, um, the, the, the proposal is being um, uh, challenged by a lot of city officials and, uh, and the population. So July 26th is when the uh, city commission meets with Liberty and they need a vote of four out of five commissioners to approve the contract, according to gpfans.com. Uh, um, but if approved, we will get a Miami GP uh, for... 20 years starting uh, next season. So, I mean, I'm all for, for more races. Uh, as I think we, we mentioned in, in episodes past, Pirelli was experimenting with uh, not having, <laughs> not calling each tire by its own name every weekend. So you wouldn't have, uh, like this weekend, you wouldn't have medium, soft, and ultra soft. You would just have hard, medium, soft, and you would call them that uh, for every race, but the actual underlying compound would change. It would just be easier to just call them hard, medium, soft, uh, no matter what race you were at. Uh, we now have confirmation that Pirelli is going to be doing that next year, um, but uh, I think it's, it's nice for them also to have mentioned that we, this is I think in a, yes, the sporting director Mario Isola, this in a, a racefans.net article says, quote, we will tell you which is the compound we nominate for each race because obviously we're not going to race with the same three compounds everywhere. Uh, we will find a way to give you the information, but for spectators that are not really interested in technical stuff, uh, they will learn three colors, three names, and that's all. So it'll be easy for uh, people to just understand the three different compounds, but if you're F1 nerds like us, there will still be a way to, to understand which uh, compound is underneath, so to speak, uh, the, uh, the colors. I think that's a smart move. Um, I, I think it's, it's a little too complex for you know, the 
the, the layman just flipping on the, the TV. Um, but the, the fact that, uh, that the, the actual technical stuff is still there is, is good. So I think it's, I think it's a good change. Uh, there's been a little more follow-on information from Red Bull announcing its switch to Honda engines next year. Um, they <laughs> they basically have said that their 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 B team Toro Rosso um, will be kind of this like test guinea pig for the Honda engines. So they will be making a lot of engine changes to uh, Toro Rosso stuff, um, and they're just going to eat all of the grid penalties. So. Uh, that, that, that kind of sucks, but I mean, the team is kind of the, the testing ground for, for Red Bull anyway. Uh, that said though, in this article from autosport.com, uh, Christian Horner says it won't make Toro also sacrifice its season through grid penalties to help Honda progress in Formula One. Uh, he says, I don't think we'll be pushing them to sacrifice. Uh, but obviously there are opportunities to learn from the benefit of the group, which ultimately, ultimately Toro Rosso will benefit from as well. So that's, that's some, some grade A spin. Uh, but hopefully, you know, I, I, I don't want to see, I, I hate to see teams languish uh, in the back. Um, but if this, if this means that, uh, you know, w- we can have a more competitive top three next year, maybe that's good. Um, but yeah, hopefully they won't be <laughs> too too uh too heavy-handed on their on their red bull uh their their uh, toro rosso uh honda engine switches um a few more notes for this weekend uh sauber is putting antonio giovanazzi into the driver's seat for free practice one in place of marcus erickson giovanazzi is a uh italian racing driver who is in the ferrari racing program um, also for this weekend, Red Bull, or I'm sorry, Renault will introduce uh, a new front wing that uh, racefans.net is saying is likely to be the team's last before next year's revised aerodynamic rules arrive. So uh, look for some, uh, some potential performance games for Renault. That's it for news, kind of a slow news week, but uh, why do you say we take it around the world of racing? The IMSA WeatherTech Championship uh, kicks off their eighth round Saturday, July 21st at Lime Rock in Lakeville, Connecticut for the Northeast Grand Prix. Supercars are in Queensland at the uh, Queensland Raceway, what do you know, uh, for the Coates Hire Ipswich Super Sprint. Uh, I haven't watched any supercars this, this season. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of itching. I, I like that series a lot. Uh, on Sunday... We have the NHRA uh, in Denver at the Bandamere Speedway in Morrison, Colorado. I guess that's not technically Denver, but whatever. Uh, For the Mile High Nationals. And NASCAR. Well, they're at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway for the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301. Place place your bets for who's going to win the NASCAR. And Formula One kicks off uh, Friday, July 20th at 2 a.m. Pacific time. That's first practice. Second practice is uh, same day at 6 a.m. Third practice the following day, Saturday, July 21st at 3 a.m., followed by qualifying at 6 a.m. And the race Sunday, July 22nd at 6.10 a.m. If you're in America, that will be on ESPN. 
apologies again for the truncated episode this week. Been pretty crazy in uh, both of our lives. Uh, but if you'd like to say hey, you can hit us up on Twitter. Follow at Shift F1 Podcast for show updates and any fun F1 stuff we run, acro- run across. Uh, I am at Drew Scanlon. He is at Danny O'Dwyer. As always, you can find our show notes on F1.cool or in your podcast app. Uh, until next time, I am Drew Scanlon. He is Danny O'Dwyer. If you'd like to support us, we are both on Patreon. Danny at patreon.com slash noclip. Me at patreon.com slash clothmap. Anything else? Robot Danny. And I said to the cab driver, yeehaw. Take me down to the Paradise City. Have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you all next week. Yeah.